I have a heartbeat. It is Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of the Buttonista podcast. If you are watching this on video, I want you to know I am not being held hostage. I am still at my mom's house. This time I am recording from the corner of her bedroom because this live studio audience shit, I wasn't built for that yet. This show is not meant to be recorded in front of a live studio audience, especially when your live studio audience is your mother and your boyfriend at six o'clock in the morning. We got a lot of moving parts over here. I just had to tell my mom that her pants were inside out as she was walking out the door to leave for work. She was borrowing one of my little cute Nike crop sweatshirts. Great look. She had major athleisure vibes going on. But as she headed out the door, I saw the Gap size medium Gap fit tag just right where her tramp stamp would be if my mom had a hypothetical tramp stamp. She does not. She doesn't really quite approve of uh, tattoos for herself or her daughters in her life. But anyway, we have a great show for you today. I have a very special interview coming up at the end of the show with Carrie Fagan. He's the owner of Mark Thomas Men's Apparel based in Albany, New York. He's a very cool guy, very stylish. He's had a long career and now he's getting into the fashion game. He wants to make the young men, the old men, the men of all ages and sizes fashionable here in the Capital Region. So we will get to that in a little bit and therefore the podcast will be a little bit shorter today. That makes me nervous because these one minute recaps that we've been posting on the Buttonista Instagram and Two Buttons Deep, I mean, you got to be your own biggest fan, but they crack me up. I am a riot sometimes, girls and boys, mostly girls. Oh my God, if this dog is knocking on the door right now, I really feel like I am being held hostage. But I only have about 20 minutes to say a minute worth of funny things. So what does that mean? I have 20 chances to say a funny thing per minute. I'm terrible at math, but that's what it sounds like. I'm going to try my best. I have my phone notes. I'm ready to go. But before we get started, before we get into the interview with Carrie Fagan, I need to let you guys know of something really freaking cool that we are doing this Thursday, February 11th with Two Buttons Deep. Some of you might have already seen it. Two Buttons Deep and the Buttonista had a banger weekend. It felt like the early days of 2020, 2019, when we were really starting, you know, to kind of hit our stride, to use a cliche that I love so much. No ums, no honestlies, just hitting a stride with Two Buttons Deep. That meant we were out and about every weekend. We were filming. I was hanging out in the chair at Alexandria's Beauty Salon, getting glammed up and ready to go for a day's worth of events. And this past Saturday, we got to do just that. We filmed the interview with Carrie. We went to the Amazon store at Crossgates, which people were absolutely pissed about. Like, are you kidding me? It's a, whatever. We're not even going to get into that today. Um, and we filmed some cool content for our event coming up on Thursday the 11th. Thursday the 11th, we are bringing to you the first ever Great Upstate Musicians Showcase. We tasked you guys here on the 518 who have beautiful singing voices, guitar playing fingers, xylophones, strumming, whatever you are. We tasked you to submit an entry to us to be considered to perform in the showcase. We wanted to do a top 10. That's very American Idol sounding. That's very The Voice, what have you. But guess what? We ended up with a top 12. That's how great everybody who submitted was. We narrowed it down to 12 participants. And 12 people means more competition, more great music for you, more wanting to find out 
That doesn't really make sense. But more wanting to find out who's going to take home a grand prize of a year's worth of Miller Lite, $500 cash, a Miller Lite guitar. I mean, if I could play music or if I had a man cave or a tailor cave, that guitar would have a beautiful home there. And it's a pretty big deal. We're going to record everything in advance so you guys don't have to worry about it. But it's going to be live. But I don't want you to freak out when you hear live. It's Facebook Live. You will basically tune in to our event on Facebook Live. You can vote in the comments. You can give these artists who have been struggling because of the pandemic tips. You can Venmo, cash app them, whatever they provide. And really, you can just start your Thursday, start your weekend off with some Miller Lite and a beautiful show of live music. Maybe a cameo from the Buttonista. Maybe not. It shouldn't matter. So tune in. It's uh, just Facebook.com slash Two Buttons Deep Thursday night at 7 p.m. All right. It's only Tuesday. We know that. And yesterday, yesterday morning, something beautiful happened in our country. Monday morning, the day after Super Bowl Sunday, Americans all across the country woke up and they kissed their children on the mouth. They gave their kid a multiple second warm, wet kiss on the mouth to praise, to celebrate, and to commemorate the efforts of a one Tom Brady. If you don't know, Tom Brady, he's the greatest of all time. How many times have people used that phrase within the last few years, but let alone the last, you know, 72 hours? People love goat stuff. They love goat energy. What they don't love about Tom Brady's particular goat energy or some unfortunate circumstances over the past few years where he's been caught kissing his children on the mouth for longer than a few seconds. Questionable, right? My take here is we have to embrace it. You know, this guy, I heard he doesn't eat olive oil. He eats strawberries. It's been known that he drinks a lot of water. Well, I have to interject for one second. I drink more water a day than Tom Brady. I know I do. I am the queen of water. He can be the goat of whatever. I am the queen of of water. So don't try to impress me with how much water Tom Brady drinks. But if kissing his kids on the mouth is part of winning, you know, seven Super Bowls, 10 appearances, we got to let him do it, right? My hard and fast rule, though, when it comes to kissing your kids, I think, and again, I'm early into this mom thing. If you're a child or if there's someone in your life whose age exceeds double digits, you probably shouldn't kiss them on the mouth. So just to break it down, if your child is 10 or older, maybe we don't do mouth kisses. Nine or younger, I think it might be okay. But everybody in America woke up Monday morning and they embraced greatness. They embraced a beautiful Super Bowl, a great game. Uh, oh God, what was the word? You guys know Deborah Norville on, uh, uh, you know, what is it? Oh my God, I'm blanking. Inside Edition. The word she said, like smattering or a splash, the word that she used to talk about the 31 to 9 Super Bowl outcome was something I've never heard before. It wasn't smattering. It was almost, that's a little like murder documentary. Smattering? What does that mean? I'm too, I'm too in a different headspace today. But everybody in America embraced and hopefully can just lay down here and let real be real. Let Tom be Tom. Let mouth kisses be mouth kisses, and I'm okay with it. It started my week with some great energy, with some great vibes. I was very happy. Did I fall asleep before the game ended? Absolutely, I did. Did I maybe understand the weekend's performance? Maybe I did. 
we can talk about that another time. But we're off to a great start here in the week. A couple things that keep me going, as you guys know. But maybe it's not keeping me going anymore. I have to say, I've worn a turtleneck for probably 72 days straight. I mean, today I've mixed it up. I have a zipper. We're doing a full zip. But don't be fooled. I can turn this into a turtleneck in two seconds. Did I just get my neck with it? Yeah, I did. Did I just literally zip my neck up on this podcast? I absolutely did. I'm getting to a point in the winter, as we all are, we see the light. We see the light at 520. We see my Apple Watch telling me the sun is going to set at 517. That's great news. But I saw on Instagram this morning a local photographer saying, if you dress up for more than like five out of 30 days per month, I want to talk. I want to know how you're getting the, you know, kind of the mindset to put yourself together in the morning day after day. And as a fashionista, as a botanista, you think that would be easy. But if you don't hit a fashion wall this time of year, you are probably Giselle. You're Giselle and Tom. You have unlimited options. If you are hitting a fashion wall, I'm here to tell you, it's okay. Summer bodies are built in the winter, next winter, and you can use zippers, you can use chunky belts, you can use long sweaters, you can use maybe a little bit of a higher heeled boot than you're used to, you can wear joggers. Joggers are saving me this winter. They are giving me a little bit of that dressed up, dressed down vibe. I wore a pair of joggers in my last interview. You guys are so kind and gracious letting me post the same Instagram picture essentially three times in a row. But I'm doing it for the grid. I'm doing it for you guys. We like a nice one, two, three lineup so we can move on to the next content. And I hate to brag, but We are heading into the second month of Taylor's 365 Instagram post challenge, which I'm doing very well with. I think I should challenge myself to see how many of those 365 posts include a turtleneck. Maybe that would get me some extra points. Maybe that would get me a couple extra dollars from Jack. I do have $365 on the line, but we'll see. I'm not going to hold his hand to that anything. I'm not going to hold his hand at all. What am I talking about? What else do we have for you ladies here today? Oh, here's a good one. What else has saved me during the pandemic? I think we think about that a lot, right? We think about the things that we are so freaking thankful for as we are coming up on, dare I say, one year of living this way. I can't even believe it. If you obviously told any of us what we were heading into at the time, We weren't going to believe you, so it was a good thing that we didn't talk about it anyways, but we are coming up on one year of living this strange way, and there's one thing that I felt particularly thankful for this morning as I was getting ready, because I've been known to talk about my mustache. Now, this might be jarring to you, anybody that's listening that didn't know girls had mustaches, or that I, in particular, had a mustache. It's not really a mustache, okay? It is, I don't like the phrase peach fuzz. I feel like it's weird and it's a kind of a diss at peaches, which are a lovely fruit if you eat them, you know, during the right season. But many of us out there, especially those blondes that have dark hair elsewhere, not going to say where, but it's just a fact of life, we can get just a little bit of a dark spot on the edges of our lips. God forbid if we were eating a peach that juicy peachness would get into the area of the upper lip that I am discussing here today. 
And prior to the pandemic, when someone older and wiser than me told me it was time to get my lip threaded, I nearly fainted. I said, is my mustache that bad? And they honestly said, yeah, it's just going to be a much quicker fix than the nair, than the bleach, than the what have you. And you should just go suck it up and get yourself threaded. Fast forward, we're years into threading. We've seen the benefits. We've seen the glow up of a free, fresh, peach fuzz upper lip. It's a game changer. It makes you feel as confident as a couple tequila shots at a bar in Saratoga in a, you know, a late summer, July, August night. That's how good it feels to have your upper lip threaded. And it's as painful as having a couple blisters on your feet from being out in Saratoga after a few too many tequila shots and having to take your shoes off for the walk home. So it's as painful as it is rewarding. Very much like a night out, right? So fast forward, we're in the pandemic. Nobody wants to touch your upper lip now. Nobody wants to see really your teeth, your smile, your mouth, your little zit that's coming in. Nobody wants to see it. If I went this whole pandemic without getting anything done to my mustache, I have to say... I would probably be rocking a full-blown handlebar right now. So if there's one beauty tool that I want to say thank you to, that I want to say you need to go out and invest, and this is no diss to the professionals who do it to your whole face and make you look like a million bucks, but if you can go out there and get an at-home dermaplaning tool, it might be against the expert's recommendations. They might say, you know, don't try this at home. I'm telling you, If you have a mustache, you must try this at home. I used it this morning and I just thought in my head, I need to talk about this. I need to let you guys know if you have any unwanted facial hair, wherever it is, you need to just slightly tick it off. Just tick, tick. That's not really the right uh, noise. It's more of like a scratch, 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 scratch. Get that mustache hair off of you, girl. You are going to look like a brand new girl when we pull those masks down and we say hello. We wave from six feet apart. We have a glass of wine at a restaurant. We're coming up on Valentine's Day. You want those lips to be fresh and smooth. Maybe get a lip scrub in there. Maybe do a DIY lip scrub. I don't care what you have to do. I just need you to go to CVS, grab a little dermaplaning, clean it up. The neck, I mean, you've seen those women, those aunts, those cashiers, those people in your life that they catch you off guard with their mustache. We don't want to be those girls. We want to let the men handle the facial hair. Is there any special facial hair months coming up? There's no shave November. Oh, mustache march. Do not participate in mustache march. That is my lesson here today on the Buttonista podcast. We have about five minutes left before we go into my interview with Carrie Fagan, a.k.a. Mark Thomas. And I'm going to take just one more look at my list today and see how I can be funny for a one-minute recap. I got two things. One, this is not even anything. This is a nobody asked me but. This is nobody asked me but. Wait, that's not how I used to say it. What would I say? I would say, hi, it's Taylor with two buttons deep. And I'm here in my mom's basement no jesus that would be scary hey it's taylor with two buttons deep but i'm here in the corner of my mom's bedroom because nobody asked me but i order my greek food online because i'm afraid to mince pronounce gyro to the person on the other side of the phone i will not order greek food in person i will not call i will not go to the counter 
I know delivery apps and those kind of fast food sort of things, delivery is bad right now, but it is a savior when you are afraid to mispronounce an ethnic food. I'm not saying gyro. I'm not saying hero. I'm not trying to be a hero and even learn how to pronounce it. It's like people who do the pho, the pho. Just let me eat my food. Let me enjoy different flavors, different spices. Let me expand my palate. And I do not get more nervous You know, I do not clam up and overthink and overanalyze more than when I need to order food that I don't know how to pronounce. So the other day, I wanted to order Greek food. I wanted to order a G-Y-R-O. It's like when you spell to your baby or your dog, you think that they don't know how to read or they don't know how to know words. So you just say, someone needs an N-A-P. That's so weird. I hope I never do that. I'm totally going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm already doing it. So I wanted a gyro, a hero, a hell. Ah, I don't know what I wanted. I wanted one, okay? And I wanted it at 11 a.m. sharp when they opened. Melio says it's going to take 35 to 45 minutes. It's literally a four-minute walk from my office. I could have just been a big girl. I could have waited. I could have held my appetite till 11 and just called and said I want the classic. I probably could have gotten around it. You know, the number one, the classic, the you-know-what. The lamb and the pita, a little extra tzatziki. But I totally chickened out. I literally just ordered it online. I knew it wasn't going to take 45 minutes. So I paid Melio. I paid a pickup slash delivery service because I was too embarrassed to pronounce something. And Jack said something to me the other day, like just what we do, obviously, with Two Buttons Deep and being on camera. Like, I mean, we're not stupid. Like, there's a self-centered element to what we do and you know we've talked about in the past like people that date us or that are in our circles like we get it it's a lot like you know you're kind of you're not dragged into the mix unless you want to be you know you want to chirp our comments feel free we had a lot of that going on this past weekend with our Miller Lite and our Amazon store but there's just obviously a self-centered element to freaking filming yourself and being on camera and listening to yourself and posting 27 clothes on your Instagram story, which I never did, but I did. And I'm so happy I did. Thank you, everybody who bought my clothes. But there is nothing more self-centered than thinking that the person on the other side of the phone who is going to be preparing your food cares at all about you as a person, how you pronounce things, what your order is. You are literally a ticket number to them. You are order number four. You are, a, you know, hopefully a fat tip. You are hopefully someone that is going to go leave a review. Sure. But are they going to rag on you? Are they going to be upset with you for your pronunciation? No. That is the most self-centered thing that somebody could ever think is that we are upsetting or inconveniencing or embarrassing ourselves in front of a complete stranger who very much like us in our day-to-day lives, is just trying to do their job. So I want to thank Dermaplaning Tools. I want to thank meal delivery apps who can prevent me from embarrassing myself in front of somebody that doesn't care about me. And I want to thank Miller Lite for bringing us the Great Upstate Musicians Showcase coming to you this Thursday. But before that, coming to you right now to finish out the pod on a beautiful, fashionable Very hopeful note, we have Carrie Fagan, the owner of Mark Thomas Men's Apparel. This guy is an optimist. He is thinking we are going to the track this summer. He is thinking that you can outfit your man for either socially distant or a cool at-home Valentine's Day with stuff from his store. And he is a true man 
of class, a professional, and a fan of the Botanista. So let's get into it. Let's meet Carrie Fagan. See you next. What's going on, guys? It is the Botanista here at Mark Thomas Men's Apparel with Carrie Fagan, the owner of the store alongside your dad, right? Absolutely. Welcome to the Botanista show. But more importantly, thanks for having me here. Morning, Taylor. You're the best. How are you? Oh, my God. Thank you. I am fabulous. This is a store I have been to quite a few times over the past few years of our relationship. You're a two buttons deep fan, but you're only one button deep right now. It is early in the morning, though. Two. Okay. Whew. It's I, done. It's I already done. feel... Shame on me. I already feel more relaxed. Well, listen, we're going to have a great little interview here. want to tell your story, everything sure. that's going on with the business, yeah. pandemic, style, and fashion. But I have to start with something that I think about a lot. How many people call you Mark Thomas? <laughs> more than they, much more than call me Carrie, that's for sure. Like every yeah. time we definitely talk about you, if somebody sees you somewhere, they're like, oh, I saw Mark Thomas. And I'm like, no, 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 no. His name is Carrie. How does it get lost in translation like that? The funny part is there's not even a Mark Thomas. My father's the Thomas half. His former partner was Mark. So that's what they came up with. So Mark Thomas doesn't even exist. I think he's like a famous singer or something like that. I was going to say, I think we might need to, we might need to create an alter ego for Mark Thomas yeah. then. It's like, you know how some people like when they're a couple buttons deep and they're drinking, they say they turn into someone else. hundred percent. Like maybe. We all do. Uh, yeah. You might become yeah. Mark Thomas and yeah. then we can fit him up with a whole outfit and a whole persona. So if it ever gets confused again, we know who a is A new him. capital region superhero. Absolutely. But we'll start with you. We'll start with Carrie Fagan. Sure. Who is Carrie Fagan? How wow. did you end up here in this store? Funny you ask. Funny you ask. Uh, grew up in Troy. Uh, went to SUNY. Ended up out west. Spent a couple years in Colorado being a Ooh. ski bum, which was awesome. Really? Absolutely. I don't picture you as a ski bum. <laughs> Skied every day. Waited tables at night. Uh, it was a great two years. I don't. There's not a winter that goes by. I don't think about it. Wow. Ended up in San Francisco for almost eight years. Absolutely love the city. Uh, worked for a big bank, Lehman Brothers, which is no longer with us. Uh, got laid off in the financial crisis of 2008. Okay. Took six months off. Could feel the world getting worse. Ended up getting scared. I took a job back in Albany in finance. Yep. So I was there seven, eight years. Started my own investment advisory firm. Bought some real estate in the interim. Uh, 2018. My father and his former partner reached out to me and said, hey, do you have any interest in buying Mark Thomas? I had never thought about it before. I had never worked a day in retail in my life. Not yep. high school, not college. Knew nothing about clothes other than how to wear them. Wow. Yeah, it was interesting. So I had about a month to you know, crunch some numbers, talk to the lawyers, talk to the accountants, talk to the bank, and say, hey, you know, I'm going to make a go of this. So, yeah. Wow. Two and a half years later, two and a half, yeah, still going strong. Wow, I'm still not over the ski bum thing, especially going from like ski bum winter style to the clothing that I see around this store. Jordan yeah. and I did a ski video last year, and ski fashion is very different than regular fashion. Absolutely. I thought I was going to look like Paris Hilton on the slopes. Any celeb you've ever seen in Aspen or all the cool sure. places, I hardly step outside in the winter, let alone step on a pair of skis. I thought I looked amazing, and when those pictures came out and I looked at what was on the back of Jack's camera, I was horrified. <laughs> ski style is not for me. I barely make it through these upstate winters, but I'm glad that you've kind of evolved and you've come full circle here back upstate. I didn't know that about you. Uh, listen, it's, a, it's, like, uh, it's like a rubber band. You can go away. You can try your hardest. I didn't think I would ever come back. I loved San Francisco. loved everything about it. I thought I'd be there forever. Yeah. And lo and behold, right back where I started. I live a mile from where I grew up. 
Wow, I don't know that's... if that's true success or a complete failure, but hey, depends on the day. I can kind of feel the same way starting yeah. our own business here, but sure. I'm sure what brought you back in a lot of ways and brought you back into the store is family. So what does it mean for you? Tell me a little bit about how your dad started the business and what Absolutely. pulled you to taking it back over. So my, uh, my dad and his partner started the business in 2004 together. They were in their mid-50s, had worked for a bunch of other people, and had been in the clothing business for decades, and just decided, said, hey, we're going to start our own thing. You know, competitors, you know, people, everyone said, oh, it'll never work, you know, publicly and privately. Lo and behold, this is year 17. Wow. And we've never been, you know, we've never been better, in my humble opinion. Wow. And I'm sure some of the opinions back then were like, uh, hello, look outside your door, the capital region. Not quite what you think of first when you think of high-end men's fashion. San Francisco, sure. Sure. A major city. So what was their goal? How did they develop kind of brands and styles that fit the market here? It wasn't easy because they were, listen, they were upstarts. They were in their mid-50s. If it didn't work, they would have been in trouble. You know, know, the older you get, it's tougher to get a job. You know, people want young people that are going to work and will work for very little. So, you know, I think they took a a huge risk. There was a lot of naysayers, yep. as there is when anybody starts a new venture. I'm sure you guys have experienced that with Two Buttons Deep. And uh, you know what? They showed up every day for years and years and years and built an absolute, absolutely amazing business with an unbelievable clientele. Over the years, their competitors, you know, for the most part, our competitors have fallen to the wayside mm-hmm. and we're still here. And yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to the next 17 years. I'm 40, I'll be 44 this month. And I don't plan on doing anything different. So Wow, I love it. Tell yeah. me a little bit about the in-store experience. You mentioned competitors. I know you have a seamstress back there. That's sure. a huge part of Taylor. tailoring yeah. and men's clothing. So what is the Mark Thomas experience like? I just feel like if you're selling a luxury good, the service has to be as good or better. I just think what we do is white glove. I mean, everybody that comes through the door, you know, they're greeted warmly. You know, we ask their name. You know, we used to shake hands. We clearly can't do that anymore. Nope. But hopefully that'll come back at some point. Uh, listen, we have scotch, bourbon. There's no sales pressure. Listen, we're going to come in. We're going to show you the store. We're going to try stuff on. And listen, we'll work with everybody's budget. You know, I get it. You know, you graduate from college. You're young. Yeah. You know, you're not going to buy the finest suit we sell. That's perfectly fine. Like, yeah. I just want you to look better. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's not about how much we can sell you. Z- again, zero sales pressure. We just want satisfied customers. And, you know, we have more we have more great reviews on Google than any of our competitors, which I think is, you know, tantamount to what we've been doing here for 17 plus years. Yeah. It's yeah. got to be intimidating as a man, I would imagine, to walk into a boutique store yeah. and have someone kind of guiding you through. But yeah. at the same time, I can't imagine any man who doesn't really know what he's doing walking in here and being able to pick something out off the rack. So how do you work with them? How do you kind of find something in here that fits them, like literally and their style? Sure, sure. And I think, you know, just to back up a little bit, I mean, I feel like, you know, know, we're like a men's club. And listen, we love women. Women are absolutely some of the wives and girlfriends are our best shoppers because mm-hmm. they'll force guys come in when they absolutely need something. You know, a guy right. will come in today because he has a wedding to go to tomorrow. Yep. Sometimes his own and needs a suit immediately. Oh my God. Women shop. I think it's more of a social thing for women. Not that I have a few guys like that, but for the most right. part, guys come in when they absolutely need something. And you know, they'll come in and buy one suit, one sport coat, one pair of jeans. When the wives, girlfriends, significant others are with them, all of a sudden it's like, honey, you know, not only do you need a new suit, Two sport coats, you need new shirts, and yep. those jeans you've been wearing for 20 years, and they're they're falling off your hips. Yeah. So, again, I mean, the, the women are some of our best advocates, I guess. I was going to say, I think a little female guidance is very important when it comes to pushing someone in that direction of how you want them to look. 100%. You know? Listen, we'd hire you here today. I mean, you could... 
I love you sales. You could run the show. I know. I love I know. sales. I love fashion. Retail is a big passion of mine. The store display, all of that fun stuff. And as a woman who does have to shop for men sometimes, sure. you know, I think they need to they need to kind of get up with the times. How do you convince somebody who's worn like a department store suit that's not fit properly? Sure. Like, how do you get them to upgrade into something that's more tailored, more sure. slim? Like, I love a slim look 100%. if you have that right build. 100%. But anytime I show my boyfriend a jean that is, like, even slightly tapered, he's like, I'm not wearing skinny jeans. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Maybe you can explain. Absolutely. And I think, listen, it's, t- you know, guys, for the most part, are conservative by nature. Yep. And dress, you know, behavior, all the above. And I think, you know, you can't commit, you can't take somebody who's been wearing, you know, uh, I don't know, Levi's, baggy Levi's their whole life. You can't, they're not going to come in here with baggy Levi's and leave in the skinniest jean we have. Right. It's just not going to happen. So I think you have to move people a little bit left, a little bit right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys will come in looking for a sport coat, right? Yeah. They'll admire the really bold, beautiful colors, bold prints, bold patterns, and then they'll buy a blue blazer, which is the most conservative, yep. conservative thing. But what we like to do, listen, we're establishing a relationship. We're getting to know, you know, each individual. And, you know, I try to move guys a little bit left, a little bit right. Yeah. You know, let's, okay, you know, blue, uh, blue blazer, that's great. Let's put a nice bold pocket square in there. Yeah. Or, you know, you're going to get a navy suit or charcoal suit. Let's put a beautiful bold tie in there. Makes the whole outfit pop. Yeah. But it's not like they're, you know, dressed like Bugsy Siegel and they're going to be uncomfortable wearing it. Right. I think, you know... I also think, you know, people have to be comfortable with what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you put someone in something ultra bold, they're not comfortable, it's going to show. Yeah. You know, like, some of my most fashionable friends, you know, one of my, a good friend of mine, um, you know, even in shorts and a white t-shirt, he looks like a million bucks. Because yeah. he just has a ton of confidence, a ton of swagger, he's in great shape. Yeah. I mean, no one's ever looked as good in a white t-shirt except Mark Wahlberg right. 25 years ago on the Times Square Billboard. And your friend, I hope your friend's watching. Exactly. <laughs> AD is his, is his initial, so shout out to AD. Perfect. My no, man. I uh, I definitely can see that, and I think it takes, you know, it takes someone showing you, someone kind of aspirational. 100%. Um, one of the questions that I had for you, I yeah. think men's style is quite fascinating, and I kind of became interested in it through watching sports. Sure. Like being forced to just watch football games, basketball yeah. games especially, and see these athletes with Dressed like... Dressed to the nines. Amazing. Cold. I always... Yeah. I always thought that was so cool. Are there any athletes that like are way out there, but you can appreciate their style? I think like NBA yeah, basketball players really have it going on. I, I think 10 years ago, maybe it was a little more. I think the NBA basically said to these guys, like, listen, when you're traveling, you're dressing up. Yeah. You know, and for whatever reason, culture, pop culture, you know, maybe it's because of hip hop and, you know, dropping all the couture names. Like these guys really, really got fashionable. Yeah. Started really caring about what they wore. Right. And listen, they're all ultra competitive. Right. And I think they took the on the court or on the field competitiveness and turned it into dressing. You know yeah. what I mean? The newest, you know, the, the hippest names, the hottest watches. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I, listen, I think it's great. You know, I just think, listen, this is a self-serving statement, but I think all guys could stand to dress better. Yes. I really do. Amen. You women always look so beautiful, you know, everywhere. Women take, you know, time and care into getting dressed up. Or like guys put on their same old pair of jeans, a t-shirt and their hat backwards to go to, you know, fill in the blank on Saturday night in July. Everywhere. You know? The, every, the fill in the blank is everywhere. That's what they do. And I'm not suggesting that everyone should be in a suit and tie. Listen. Right. Let, you know, even myself, I wear, I wear a suit on the weekends to work. During the week, I wear a nice pair of slacks, beautiful sport coat, open, you know, shirt, open collar, beautiful pocket square. That's dressy enough for me. That's my look. You know right. what I mean? 
Yeah, you need your look. And I think right now, obviously, with the pandemic, men yeah. and women alike have really toned it down. I mean, I'm sure. wearing essentially a pair of jogger sweatpants today. Looking yeah. comfortable, so yeah. I'm trying to, you know, meet myself in the middle with sure. where we're at right now. So, like, this is kind of two parts. So, one, when people are coming into your store lately, yeah. what are they looking for? Where are they going? And sure. then number two, how can we get ourselves out of this, like, pandemic rut of, like, not only things don't fit, but, like, where am I going? We've lost that desire to dress up and look sure. good. Yeah, that's that's it's actually that's a really really good question. We've always sold a lot of suits. Like you know, professionals are our bread and butter. You yep. know, the attorneys, the lobbyists, the investment advisors. That's always been our bread and butter. Obviously, mid COVID, less people going to work. We're selling less suits. Thankfully, we're still doing wedding suits. Even over the summer, there was a lot of 10, 12-person backyard weddings. Thank mm-hmm. God the guys were still getting a beautiful suit yep. for their wedding. You know, obviously this year, less suits. Although, like last week, we had multiple funerals, which mm. is a shame. But guys needed a nice black suit to go yeah. to the funeral. So that was great. We had a wedding uh, last week. So, like, people are, you know... If you read popular media, you know, oh, it's an athleisure world. No one's ever getting dressed up again. That is so not true. Yeah. I mean, we're a niche within a niche, what we do, but it's a great niche. Yeah. And we've been doing it really well for 17 years. So mm-hmm. when people need really nice clothing, somehow, some way, Google, word of mouth, goodwill, call what you may, they end up here. Right. You know? That being said, this year, clearly less people going to work, working from home. You know, we're selling more casual mm-hmm. pants, jeans, you know, sweaters, the quarter zips, you know, sneakers, you know, like, you know, fashion sneakers that you could wear with a suit if you were so inclined. Right. But, you know, just more comfortable wear, you know. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, people are not going to work or they're going to work a lot less. Mm -hmm. We look for, you know, I think there's light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine rolling out. I wish it were quicker. Right. But at some point, people are going back to work. They're going to start getting dressed up again. Their stuff's not going to fit. It's going to be out of style. And they're going to be at my door knocking. Right. That's my bullish thesis on, you know, 2021. I hope so. We got to get back to it. There's too many fun, enjoyable fashions that are just begging, begging to be worn. You mentioned sneakers, though. This is a big one for me. Sure. My mom, I come from a long lineage of shoppers. Sure. Retail shoppers, mall shoppers, discount shoppers, the whole nine. And something I remember my mom saying to me when I was very young, it literally sticks with me to this day. She was probably making fun of my dad. Didn't work out between them. Not surprising. She said, Taylor, men over 30 should not wear sneakers with jeans ever. Remember, this was in the Seinfeld era of Air Monarchs, Nikes, baggy Levi's. But it almost has stuck with me to the point where I'm haunted because... I'm almost in my 30s. My boyfriend's in his 30s. And when I see him wear sneakers with jeans, which is quite often, I have to think back to what my mother said. And I hope she's wrong. Can you prove to me that men over 30 can, in fact, wear sneakers with jeans? Absolutely. Oh, thank God. I'm actually going to show you. Okay. Case in point. Nice fashion sneaker, the Magnani. They're made in Spain. Are they leather? They're leather, Ooh, I love a good Spanish leather. Awesome colors. They hold up so well. I mean, I'll wear, you know, I'll get a different pair every summer. I'll wear them every single day. Playing golf here, everything, and they just hold up so well. But listen, you can wear these with shorts. They're going to look great. Okay. okay? You could wear them with a pair of slacks. You could wear them with a suit if you were so inclined. Okay. Bold look, but, you know, if you think you can pull it off, you absolutely can pull it off. Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. I mean, listen, 
same thing, Magnani from Spain, fashion sneaker. You okay. Know? You can wear it with shorts. You can wear it with khakis. You can mm -hmm. wear it with dress pants. I just think, you know, they're super comfortable. You know what I mean? You put them on your feet. They fit like a glove. You don't even know you have them on. Yeah. So I think... You know, I wouldn't put a pair of Air Force Ones on with a pair of baggy jeans, but that's right, just me. Right. But everybody has their own style, and you know, if you think you can pull it off, you can pull it off. Right. And I think confidence in all aspects of life, like confidence, supersedes everything. Yeah, and fit too. We talk about that too. But if your jeans fit right and your shoes are somewhat questionable, like I can stand by that, just because sure. you look a little bit better, a little more put together. You know. Awesome point. Fit is mission critical. Yes. Whatever you wear, listen, find a tailor, okay? Every, not just this tailor, but find Whatever a tailor. Whatever you wear, find a tailor. Every, I love that. Every dry cleaner has one. Yep. I wouldn't recommend, I, I don't know who to recommend except my own, who's the best. Right. But that's, uh, you know, that's the owner talking. But, uh, you know, fit is mission critical. Yes. Everything should fit. You know, spend $10, $15, whatever it is. To, you know, so your jeans, your pants are the right way. Yep. Even if you can't afford, whatever you can afford clothes-wise, that's, yeah. that's your business. Right. Make sure they fit. It's so easy to do, and it just looks so much better. Oh, my you God. You see somebody in a baggy pair of jeans or, you know, they just look sloppy or stuff that's too long. Yeah. Sleeves that are too long. I mean, you know, again, get one nice pair of jeans that fit you well. Wear them every day until you can buy a second pair. Same yep. thing with shirts. Like, when a shirt fits, it just looks so much better. Oh, my and God. And it's so easy. It's, it's, it's a small investment in a better version of yourself. Right. Someone else does the work for you, right? I mean, you it's, know? it's easy breezy. And how cute are seamstresses? I used to work in bridal fashion, and yeah. I just adored my seamstress. It's an old craft. It's something that really goes such a long way and yeah. it keeps these people kind of young and in business. Our seamstress at the bridal shop was 80 years old and she was in there first one in, first one yeah. to leave. Every weekend she was working all trying to make these brides look gorgeous yeah. and I mean imagine you can't have things off the rack sometimes. It's a, I mean the tailoring thing it's a lost art. Like yeah. do you know anybody who's like you know what I want to be a tailor when I get older. No. But it's I mean it's an art. Just Taylor Swift. It's, I want to be that tailor when I get older. But all. Yes. But uh, listen, again, it's it's a lost art. You know what I mean? It's you know, it's it's a it's a really amazing talent. You know, everybody says they can do it, right? But you know, there's so few good ones. I guess it's like anything. You know what I mean? It's a pyramid, right? Mm -hmm. The really good ones are at the top. There's a lot of people at the bottom that are okay. Yeah. And we've you know we've auditioned people here, and I can't remember the last time someone came in. You know, told us they were Taylor, and you know they were here for more than an hour or two. I mean, it's just you know, it's hard to find. It's you know, they're, they're experts. And yeah. Grace here has been with us uh, sixteen, almost seventeen years. Oh my gosh, She's that's incredible! Absolutely amazing. She's been doing it for a long, long time, and wow. she can just look at you, and she knows what needs to be done. Yeah, I and mean, you can tell her, hey, I want a little of this, a little of that, but she can just look at you, tell you what has to be done, and then she goes back. The real magic's in the back here. All we oh, do yeah. is sell things. I mean, yeah. anybody can sell anything at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Yeah, but to make it fit and look amazing, that's that's art. I feel like That's I'm at church art. right now. This yeah. is like gospel. This is like the most yeah. beautiful stuff I've ever heard. What great life lessons. Yeah. Let's talk 2021. Sure. The outlook is hopefully bright. Yep. What is the trend report from Mark Thomas and obviously Carrie Fagan? Here's Not to be confused. With Mark Thomas. Is with Mark Thomas. Go. Yes. So listen, 2021, here's my take on 2021, okay? All right, let's hear Vaccines it. Vaccines rolling out slower than, slower than we'd like. Yep. At some, peop at some point, people are going to be getting back to work. I don't think... Everyone's going to go back to work five days a week, but I think two, three days a week, or maybe, you know, you work this week, but not the second week, the third week. So people are going to start going back to work. Yep. You know, I think that it's going to be, I mean, at the earliest, I would say June, but June becomes a summer, which becomes September 1st quickly. So right. I personally, I think just to be realistic, I hope it's tomorrow everyone goes back to work, but right. it's not going to happen. Right. I think September 1, companies are going to start pulling people back to work. And again, I think it's going to be some sort of hybrid version, mm -hmm. but you know, 
it looks to me like the, some of the COVID numbers are starting to go down and the vaccine's rolling out. So, you know, I think it's going to be casual for the spring, which yep. is fine. You know, bright colors, you know, shorts, fun, casual pants, stuff with stretch, you know, comfortable clothing. Stretch. And then, I like that. please, I just hope, listen, personally and professionally, I, I miss going out. I miss going to the track. I was going to say. I miss going to SPAC. I miss the benefits. I miss the galas. And not because it's an opportunity for people to get dressed up and they come in and get stuff. Like, yeah, that's part of it for sure. But I personally, I miss going out. Oh, yeah. And being out and seeing people. I'm a social animal. Like, I want to talk to people all yep. day long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's been, you know, listen, it's been, it's been a tough, it's been a tough year in that regard. You know, we've yeah. all been hiding out in our little bunkers, wherever it might be. And oh, God. A year, you know, it, it'll be a year and what? Next month? Yep. That's, that's a long time. So. Are we going to the track? A uh, 1,000%. You think we're going to the track? I don't, I think, I think. Oh, my I God. I should say, I hope I think. Listen, there's not going to be 50,000 people there right. on Traverse Day. It's okay. not going to happen. Uh, yeah, true. I think they restrict access. I mean, last year was owners only. Yep. And I know they were very strict about that. So mm-hmm. let's just hope, you know, it's, you know, they let, you know, 5,000 people in and there's yep. some sort of social distancing type thing and a mask requirement. I mean, I miss the track. I I, lo- I really enjoy it, you know, and every event and gala and benefit that goes around it. And, you know, I feel bad for all the nonprofits because... All those events yeah. are an opportunity to raise large amounts of money yeah. for great causes. And dress up. It's like and a dress whole up thing all in and one. And look good. And listen, you know, the winters, we have a long winter here, you know, in upstate. I think by spring, when the weather gets nicer, people are ready to get out yeah. and socialize and meet other people and do business and, ha- and eat outside and have drinks, you know? Yeah. So I'm optimistic. I'm, a, you know, I'm an eternal optimist. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't see how you could be and not be, you know, painfully, you know, optimistic, but it's all going to work out. That is all I need to hear. I would love to go to the track. Carrie, thank you so much for having me. This is a wonderful shop. So many opportunities to shop here, really. I mean... Listen, you know, I think in the past, you know, we had, you know, we had, you know, our reputation was, you know, you know, maybe it's conservative, stodgy. The last two years, I've tried to freshen everything up. I mean, a ton of casual stuff, jeans, you know, great bathing suits right behind you. Oh, summer season. I got to start doing sit-ups. I'm not thinking about that yet. I just think, listen, I want to. Ha- I want people to be able to come in here and get anything, you know, all things male, right? Yep. And all things guys. You know, you need a pair of shorts, they're right there. Yep. Sneakers, got them. Dress shoes, oh, you want a tuxedo? There's six back there. You know, I want to have a little something for everybody. And a one-stop shop when you're shopping yeah. with a man is the best place you can be. So thank <laughs> you so much for having us. Happy Saturday, Taylor. Good luck to you. Thanks a million. Good things are coming. Appreciate your support.